Hello, everyone. Uh, I should clarify, so kids, uh, first grade through fifth grade, kid life can go now. They're going to practice a little uh, song they're going to present to us for Christmas. So you're released to do that now. Uh, the rest of the young adults are invited to stay for this portion of the service. This is our Thanksgiving service, and for any of you who have been here for a while, you know how this works. Um, just a few words before we get started. Um, I'd ask that uh, we keep our uh, words of Thanksgiving um, fairly brief, nothing too uh, long. But uh, feel free to come here and express how the Lord's been working in your life this past year and what you were thankful for. We ask that you not uh, single out necessarily individuals, but um, just more about what God's doing in your life and, and what you have been thankful for uh, in this past year. Um, having said that, I, I was thinking about this uh, this uh, previous week, about things that I'm thankful for. And one thing that I'm extremely thankful for is... This body of believers, uh, Life Covenant, who come together every Sunday. Um, I'm thankful for myself. It is an encouragement. I've received prayer um, uh, when I needed it, when I was sick, uh, when I was out of work. And uh, people come alongside me and really helped me and, and been there with me in that. And also, uh, just as an example to my children, because my wife and I can, can tell them uh, how we believe and what we believe in share the word of God with them, but when they come here, they can see that it's not just their parents, right? They can see that uh, that we're not hypocrites, because the faith is lived out here in each of your lives as you show up every Sunday, as you show up to serve and to give and to care for those who are needy, uh, uh, as you live out the character of the Lord just in the midst of, 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 of the family. My, my children get to see that. They get to see a more whole picture of what it means to be uh, a believer. They see it not just in our lives, but in each of your individual situations as you live your life out with integrity, right? So I'm so thankful for that. And um, yeah, I'm just, it's, it's a pleasure to be with you here this morning. But enough from me. I would like to hear how the Lord is working in each one of your lives. So there's something in your heart something you would like to share, some thanksgiving you would like to give, I invite you to come up now. And uh, the other thing is if... Oh, the sign's coming up good. Because I will come start picking on you. Okay. For those that don't know me, I'm Simon Clark. And in summary, I'm thankful to be alive. Um, but I'll put some flesh on that bare bones bear with me I may go over a little <laughs> so uh, about five years ago my sister was diagnosed with a weird heart valve you should have three cusps on the valve leading out of the heart into the aorta and she has two and the doc her doctor said you have a sibling he should get checked out so what with, I feel fine and not getting around to it, and then COVID. I mean, last October, I saw a cardiologist, and he did an electrocardiogram and said, looks fine to me, but given your family history, I'll, I'll do an echocardiogram. And 45 minutes after that appointment, he called me and said, I can't see your valve. 
There's an aneurysm in the way. The aorta should be between one and a half and three and a half centimeters, minus five and a half. And if, they, if it was at six, they would rush me in immediately for surgery. So after a bunch of tests, including, oh, by the way, there's an 11% chance that you have a brain aneurysm. Yeah. I had open heart surgery. And you said to not sing loud people, Tim was at Torrance Memorial at 5am to pray with us before I went in. So thank you, Tim. I was under sedation for a day and a half. And was at my bedside as long as they were allowed her to be. And eight days later, I went home and I had visitors every day. And I'm very lucky that Tim came several times, Doug came, and I'm so grateful for your support. It was vital to my healing. Thank you. And I'm grateful for modern medicine. I'm grateful for insurance because the, the top line for those eight days was $409,000. I paid seven fifty. <laughs> so, and I had my surgery on December sixth. Three months later, March sixth, I'm swimming with the green turtles in Maui, and hearing the humpback whales breach. So I'm, and I'm just grateful to be alive. So thank you, everyone. And uh, yeah, I am extremely grateful, as we all should be, that Simon's with us. He's a blessing to us all. So, is there anyone else uh, who feels like the Lord has been with them in, in 2022? church. Look at you, Doug. <laughs> Tim, Christina, uh, Brenda Chance. Um, so many people showed up that week. And um, even when we got home, there had been a, a basket put together for us that had things like slippers for Simon. And, and I don't remember all what was in it, but it was stuff that you would want if you were recovering from, you know, a major surgery and stuff to just comfort us. We had a number of gift cards given to us because obviously it was a little bit of a tough time financially as well. And um, this church showed up. You guys lived out God's love. And I just want to say to everybody, thank you. This, as you know, Simon and I are kind of attached at the hip. <laughs> so, um, just really want to say thank you to everybody who showed up. I had no intention of saying anything today, but I just felt overwhelmed <laughs> by just the reminder of how important it is to live in this, I, I don't feel, I feel like I'm not me saying the body, but the family that is this church. This church is a family. 
And I think when we allow ourselves to open up our hearts to one another, that, that really comes to fruition. Um, and it's because of God. It is all because of God. Um, God heard from us a lot, a lot over those months. And, um, you know, the whole time, I think he was just thinking, I got this. I got you. And he sent you guys as angels to support us and carry us. So thank you very much. Thank you, man. It is uh, a special thing. Oh, all right. Hi, I'm Susan David. Um, First Thessalonians um, 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I mean, I think I've always understood that, but I didn't really understand it like in all things, like hard things. And um, the last two years have been extremely hard. I was laid off. Um, I cared for my uh, ill father in my home in a hospital bed for five months. I just had a lot of, I had some health issues um, a year ago for about two months. Um, I, uh, and then January 1st came, and I thought, great, 2022. And then I had a flood in my house. And it took nine months um, to get my house back together. Meanwhile, I had my 86-year-old, 85-year-old mother living with me for three months. And... Um, and there's just other things too, but it's been a really tough time. And recently, um, I saw something. It, it recommended someone was saying that they had read um, Corey Ten Boom's um, uh, her, the story of her life, The Hiding Place. And I listened to it for eight hours on the weekend. Corey Ten Boom, and um, uh, Holocaust survivor, Christian, devoted Christian woman, and. At one point in the story, she talks about, um, well, you can read it, but giving thanks for God in all things. And it really hit me that I had not been giving thanks for God in all things. I had been giving thanks for God in some things, but the really, really hard things, I did not want to give thanks for God, to God. And I confessed that to God and sought his forgiveness. And um, I am now seeing him open up some things in my life. Um, because I'm thanking him for the most difficult things um, and asking him to shape me and um, move in my heart and um, open my eyes um, to what he wants to do. So um, for those of you that have struggled with giving thanks for God in even the most difficult things, I just would really encourage you um, because God has been there for me in the last two years. I know in his presence. Um, it hasn't always been fun, but I'm very thankful um, uh, to this church and to you know God's faithfulness in my life. So thank you. You guys are on top of it today. I don't have to call on anyone. I'm Amy, if you don't know me. Um, I started coming here in May, I believe. I'm Charlie Miller's niece. Um, my dad was the pastor of First Baptist Church of Lolita for 38 years, and he died in January. And um, unfortunately, 
things happened in the church where my family was forced to leave. And um, we were very wary about going to another church. Uh, I've been the pianist of our church for 27 years. I'm only 36. Um, and so my uncle said, why don't you try our church? It's a lot different from your church. Our church is very traditional. And we were very scared, very nervous. Um, my daughter is disabled. And sometimes people are a bit wary of her and how she reacts to things. And coming here was like the softest place to land. Um, we've never felt more welcome. It's a strange experience coming to a church when you are not running the church. It's very different. And um, it's since that first time we came, we just felt like, okay, this is the place that we need to be. Um, and I'm just, I'm so thankful for all of you and everything that you've done and how you've welcomed us and made her feel welcome because that was so important to me. And I'm just excited to continue to stay here and see what God has in store for our family. So thank you. My name is um, Adebola um, from Nigeria, and um, this is my fourth time in this church. And um, like she said, we moved around here, but right now I live alone, and I was looking for a church. So I went on Google, and I'm like, church within 10 minutes, you know, because <laughs> I didn't want to drive too far, you know, so I said church, and then a lot of churches came up, and I said, Holy Spirit, just direct me to where I'll go to. And um, I started driving and put the address and I came here. And the first Sunday was a day was talking about the idol of religion. And I listened to that message and it really touched me. And I'm like, okay, this is the place. This is where I'm going to come now. And I'm so thankful because this year has been so hard. It was as if I did something and upset the devil and he decided to attack every part of my life. I lost almost everything. I lost my car, I lost accommodation. But I want to thank God that since the month of August, God has been restoring me. I have a car, I have a place to stay, I have my status, I have everything. So I'm so thankful for finding this church and I'm thankful for how far God has brought me. Uh, we got two people on. Buddy, Josh, want to come up real quick? Yeah, come on up. Yes. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, church family. Uh, my name is Buddy Josh. Lewis, and uh, 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 I, I have, I have uh, some things to, to, to tell you, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here at Life Covenant. Uh, we. We are a, 
are back to normal. As you can see, uh, as I can see, um, you guys are, um, some people are wearing masks and some people are not. And I'm, I'm still wearing a mask. And, and, uh, um, this is Advent season and, uh, uh, how was your guys' Thanksgiving? Wow. My Thanksgiving was great. I, uh, stayed home Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, uh, I, I, uh, um, uh, will, um, be writing a Christmas song that, that, um, I'll be singing, um, next Sunday, um, here at church. I will be typing it from the, from my computer, um, this week. Yeah. And, uh, I will, uh, write it down and then, and then, uh, um, bring it with me on Sunday. And, uh, 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 um, I will, I will, um, I would love to sing to you guys a Christmas song on December 4th, 2022. Sounds good, buddy, Josh. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. You're welcome. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. I think I could MC this whole thing next time. I love it. All right. Juniper, I recognize you. ago and um, to be baptized like Cameron says is an outward expression of an inward reality and I really I really mean it like um, I really feel like God has been with me these like past two or three years um, when I started middle school because for elementary school I didn't know but it was really hard um, it was like a very trying experience and uh, I didn't know that for six years I was like very uh, it was not a good situation um, and then I went to Da Vinci which is um, I go to school for two days um, public school or not in person school and then for the last three days I do homeschool with my mom and um, I, I did not know how much I needed that. It, it was amazing. Um, I also got to go to student life, which is also great. It's such a blessing. Um, and I really connected with the people there. It's a really great program. Thank you, Cameron. Um, and I feel like Christ really helped me out and got me through that. So, that's all. 
We have time for a couple more, if there are people out there. Hi, I'm Karen. Um, my story is not nearly as dramatic as Simon's, but many of you have seen me painfully limping along for a few years and had knee surgery in July or June, and that was quite grueling and quite a big experience. Um, it's gone well, but it's been a long haul, and I really am so thankful for, first of all, like Simon, good health insurance. We forget how blessed we are just to have insurance. When we see things from Mozambique and other parts of the world, and um, it is such a blessing to have good doctors and good care. Um, I would also really like to thank my, um, my church family. Uh, I've been wonderful, and Krista and the prayer team, I know really got me through that, so I'm very appreciative for that. Um, family and friends at church, uh, family, um, Todd and Rachel have been wonderful, and our out-of-town kids have kept in touch and been very supportive, um, and also David, who has trekked me around for months to physical therapy several times a week and lots of doctor's appointments. I've never really quite had an experience like that, so anyway, I am very thankful to God for, for all of that. Good morning, everybody. So one of the things that I have to say I'm thankful for is for prayers. And I'll tell you why. Because um, these days, especially when we want to have things under control, there's always an app for that, right? You have an app for a deposit. You have an app for, you know, checking the weather. Sometimes, and this is our experience as a family this year, there were several things that there's no an app for that. And you have no control over it. And it's such a wake-up call when you realize that even though you have control of certain things in life in general, there are some situations where control is completely zero. And then it's when you find God saying, okay, this time you have to trust me. My mother had an episode with a heart. She has a heart deficiency. He had, she had an episode um, in August where I got a call at 2 in the morning saying, we don't know if she's going to make it. And I'm here, 15,000 miles away, and there's nothing we, any of the siblings could do other than waiting for the doctor, for the emergency, etc. Fast forwarding, three weeks ago, my mother-in-law goes for a checkup, and she finds that he has to, she has to have surgery, open heart surgery. She's 82. And, okay, she's going for heart surgery on Wednesday. It's like, God, like, okay, we need to learn something. What is up? What, what's going on with this? Just, just keep talking to us and tell us, right? And then this past week, I don't know what's with present law this, this year, but this past week, my brother's parents-in-law, they were found both unconscious in the house, Apparently it was a virus, and they were taken to the hospital. And for a minute it was like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know if it's poisoning. We don't know if it's a virus. Thank God all of them are well. But 
in all these circumstances with my brothers and sisters, like, we just have to pray. We have to pray and trust God. Whatever the outcome is, we have to trust Him. My mother-in-law was so wise, and he said, whatever happens, don't freak out, don't panic. There's a reason for something God has, has the ultimate word. So prayer has an amazing power, and I'm so grateful that God gave us this year the opportunity to say, okay, you're not in control. When there's nothing you can do, trust me. And that's wonderful. Thank you. I'm going to share on behalf of myself, but also Tabby was a little nervous to come up, but I'm going to share first for her. She just wanted to say that she's very thankful for her family, which I'd like to extend to all of you, especially the Kid Life volunteers, because it's really nice for three Sundays that I could just come, enjoy the worship and the sermon, know that she's safe and cared for. Um, so I'd like to include the church family and also her friends. She went to a new school this year, which was a big transition again. Um, and we met new friends at our new apartment. She made new friends right away at school. Um, and some of her old friends even we've been able to keep in touch with. So we're really thankful. Um, and for me, I'd just like to extend a thank you as well. Some of you know we've had some really challenging family events this year. And um, just for the prayer team to know that they're reaching out especially for our pastoral staff who have really just kind of checked on me, made sure I'm okay, made sure I'm settled for Thanksgiving and included. Um, even to Alex, watching Tabby sometimes has just been amazing. So I can, so yesterday I had a free afternoon to run to Walmart and just kind of do some exchanges and things. And it was just sort of a time to have a quiet lunch and and relax and be rejuvenated. So I just want to say thank you to all those people who've prayed and sort of come alongside us in this challenging time. Um, and also just to say I've really seen this year, whenever there was a hardship, I changed jobs, we moved to a new apartment, um, to see God open a door for us again and again and sort of prove the faithfulness that we know is there, but it can be really scary to step out um, leave a job, leave, um, you know, an old, comfortable apartment, uh, and, and to step out into something new. And I've just been very thankful that every step along the way we've been met so warmly. So thank you all for that as well. There's uh, so many things, you know, driving in today. I was like, what encapsulates how God has been providing for me and my kids over the last few years? You know, what, what's the latest thing? Because there's been so many different times over the last few years where I'm, for all intents and purposes, single 
parent of four admittedly adult kids, but um, between what we went through, you know, what they went through in their childhood and COVID stopping them from launching, they're, um, they're adults, but they've got some work to do before they can really kind of get on their feet. So, uh, you know, I was just trying to think what, what is a good example, and then I remember just, um, gosh, last week, um, my, my youngest son is going to um, college online, Grand Canyon University, but a few months ago, because of my divorce and the finances being split, they, I don't know, financial aid was like, oh, wait, things changed. We're not going to pay for anything until you prove everything again. And so, you know, we would jump through hoops trying to send in, yes, there was a divorce. Yes, my name changed. Yes, <laughs> you know, and it's, in the meantime, he's not taking classes. And so he's just sitting around at home, you know, um, like, Mom, I want, I want to get this degree. I need to get this degree. Um, and I can't go to school. And so he's just, he's kind of been depressed and anxious about it. And um, so finally, last week, I said, look, Brian, we've got to, um, well, uh, quite a few weeks ago, it came down to now the, IR, uh, the school wanted a letter from the IRS proving that he did not file taxes in 2020 when he was 18, just graduated, and it was COVID, so he wasn't working <laughs> But they wanted proof. And so we had to get a letter from the IRS stating that he did not file taxes. And they gave us a fax number. There's one fax number for any student needing that letter to fax into. So do you think you can get a fax to go through? So we ended up just having to mail the request. And we're like, okay, it could be months. You know, yeah. snail mail and the IRS do not work well together. So... Um, you know, so we're just, and I was so frustrated with it, and I was just, you know, what everybody's been saying about, you get to that point, like, like Pauline said, there's no app for this, and you just get to the point where you're like, okay, I've done everything I can do, I'm just going to have to trust the Lord, and so, um, anyway, I, I, last week I said, come on, Ryan, let's sit down and, and revisit everything, make sure everything's good, let's call your counselor and go over everything with her and explain we're just waiting on this letter so we had that conversation with the counselor and she um, came up with a bunch more stuff that they needed me to send them to prove who I was now and what the situation was and um, and everything kind of hinged on that letter coming and we're like we have no idea when that letter's going to come and so she started pulling strings to try and at least get him back into class and um and so the mail came like an hour after that conversation. He went and got the mail. He's like, Mom, you're not going to believe this. Here's the letter. And I was, you know, it was, it was just a, a little thing, a little detail. But I was just like, gosh, Ryan, it's, it's almost like somebody's been praying about this and that God answered the prayer. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> You know, and he was, he was able to acknowledge, yeah, this was the Lord. And it was just tiny little detail like that. And the timing of it and everything. And he starts his next class tomorrow. And he, yeah. 
So I just, I wanted to thank the Lord for, I mean, you know, like I said, that's one, that's one detail, one situation over the past three years of how the Lord has provided for us, how um, this is, like you said, this is a soft place to land. When you have been through it at a previous church and your head's kind of spinning and you're like, do I even want to go to church anymore? Do, do I even trust the institution anymore? This is a very soft place to land. And the, the way all of you reach out to newcomers, the way... Just we have a culture here of acceptance and um, not getting hung up on things that don't matter and seeing down to the heart and seeing down to, you know, here's somebody made in the image of God. Here's an eternal soul. Let's minister to that person. And who cares about the details? We'll work that out. Um, I really felt that having, you know, being a pastor's kid, having grown up in the church since I was 10, um, you wouldn't think I would lose faith in the institution, but I got so badly hurt at my last church. You know, I was this close to just saying, I, I, just, I can't go to church anymore. But coming here brought me back to, this is how church is supposed to be. We're not perfect, but we love one another, and we get involved in each other's lives. I have the pastor's cell phone numbers in my phone. Like, I can text them whenever I need to, you know. Um, just that, just feeling like part of community. Um, and I just, I'm very thankful for this church. None of my kids are going back to church yet. One of them is. The other three are not. But um, because of you guys and the way you've come through in my life over the years and just different, um, just different things, they, they do kind of go, huh, wow, that's, I guess that's how Christians are supposed to be. So they're, they're not ready to come yet, but um, I, I live in dreams <laughs> and hopes that they'll come. Anyway, just wanted to thank you all and share that. here I think a little bit over a year ago by my dad before he left to go to South Korea and he left because at that time my grandfather was dying from lung cancer and um, he died almost exactly a year ago to this month and it was really hard because like Paulina said when somebody's 15,000 miles away in another country and you have to watch them leave you there's nothing you can really do about it 
And I think I remember the last time I saw him was over a phone camera and he looked nothing like I'd ever seen him. And he was kind of a shell of the person who he once was. And that's the last memory that I have of him. And I think that was really hard for me to hold on to, especially during COVID and being so far away from everybody and everything. And um, having that chance to be baptized before my dad left and have that feeling of grace kind of wash over me was something I think I really needed during that time. And it allowed me to kind of further my spiritual journey with God. And I'm really thankful for the prayer team here and everybody here who cared for us and was there for us in such a difficult time. And I'm grateful for this family that we have. faithfulness and belief. 
People that know me well know there are two men in my life that are my heart. My husband, David, and my son, Dominic. This year, my two men went through major changes that I didn't think I was going to be able to endure. The first was Dave. Um, starting in March, he was having this weird medical issue. Shortness of breath, typical heart attack symptoms, right? We were in the ER a couple times, couldn't really figure out what was going on. So he started undergoing some tests in March, and then it was just, there were no answers. It was really bizarre. And then in July, we were um, in Long Beach at the Museum of Latin American Art, and we cruised around for a couple hours and had lunch. And he said, you know, my chest really hurts. I said, you know what, let's just go again. It was like our fourth trip to the ER. Fast forward, they checked his vitals, and his heart rate was 32. And he should have been in cardiac arrest. And the doctors and the nurses could not believe that he was out at a museum walking around <laughs> earlier in the day. So he ended up needing emergency pacemaker surgery. Within 24 hours, they said, you're checking in now, and you're having a pacemaker. Freaked me out. Um, to a place where you're watching the person you've made a life with, that's been your life partner, and you're just baffled. It was terrifying. And he made it through, and I now call him Pacemaker Dave, because I can't keep up with him now. He won't shut up, he won't sit down, it's, it's crazy. Um, now he's got way too much energy. And our son Dominic, who some of you know, um, he's my heart man. <laughs> he is on his own journey, right? He's 18, he is um, off at college. He's at San Jose State. He just flew out last night. He was here for Thanksgiving, and now he's gone again. But sending that kid out into the world, walking away from that dorm room, saying goodbye, I was a hot mess and cried, and I didn't want to let him go. But it was bittersweet, right? It was an element of this is what we've prepared you for. We knew since the day he was born, this day would come. But it was tough because I'm a mom. It's a mother's heart. But I had to demonstrate faith, even though he is on his own spiritual journey. Um, and I, I share those things to tell you that the Lord, again, told us Christian faith, Christian life, it's not perfect. You will endure stuff, a lot of stuff. Sometimes, like I said, for me, I think you've got the wrong file. I've had too much stuff. It's Herrera with an H, you know. Not Carrera or Barrera, like it's the wrong Mexican. Find it. Anyway, so just hang in there, man. You will not go alone, right? It's, um, so I'm thankful for this year, once again, um, just the reminder and the grace of this life is tough, but you are never alone. Ever, ever, ever. I am thankful for this congregation. Um, I would encourage you, this year for me was the season of small group. If you're not connected in a small group, do it. Um, we always tried before, but it was always 
busy, like we're too busy, we can't make it. The friends that we've made and the connections we've made this year in our small group and the book that we're reading, it's like an extended family. It's, it's been so cool. So I share that with the congregation again to encourage you, get connected um, to extend that family so you don't just see people on Sunday mornings, but you actually are making connections midweek. Um, just a word of encouragement. Okay, I think that will be our, our last one for this year. Uh, one thing I just wanted to, to say, you guys, before we uh, bring up Doug for communion, uh, is that I, I just am so thankful and grateful for, for your vulnerability. Thank you for sharing the hard parts of your life, for the joys and the sorrows and the continuing needs that we continue to pray for, for things that uh, we've yet to see an answer to. And I was just thinking that when, when we accept Jesus, when we, we begin that relationship with the Lord, there are plenty of ways in which God makes himself evident to us in our lives every day throughout that journey. But when we're together as a family, I'm able to see God in a manifold way that I could never have as an individual, right? As I see him answer prayers in each one of your lives in a different way and at a different time than my life, right? God becomes bigger. He becomes greater. I see him in new and different ways Ways that can remind me of things I've forgotten. Can, I can see things that I hadn't before. So it is an honor to be in fellowship with you. And I thank you so much for sharing your stories, for sharing God working in your life, for allowing me to see him in a larger light manifest even today up here in the front of all of you as you share with how he's blessed you in your lives. So thank you so much for that. And in continuing in that vein, we're going to come together as a community have some communion. And Doug, why don't you lead us in that? Niners, thank you. I heard that. Um, yeah, man, I can't add anything. This has been amazing. Uh, an amazing, amazing fountain of testimony to the faithfulness of God. And uh, I can't think of a more appropriate way for us to respond as followers of Jesus than to receive an invitation from him to his table. A constant, enduring, eternal, permanent reminder of his constancy and of his faithfulness, his body broken, his blood poured out. And he gave us this space. And he says, I want you to do it over and over and over again. And every time you do it, I want you to remember me. I want you to remember our connection together because he knew we would wander away and he knew that we would forget and he knew that we would need space to come back and hear the invitation again. Come and break bread. Come and drink from the cup. Remind yourself that you are connected to him in a powerful way and that you are connected to one another in a powerful way through the one loaf and the one cup. And so that's our invitation today, friends. Uh, if you would like to receive communion, uh, the bread and the cup are here to my left. You can line up on this side. If you'd like to receive uh, little individually wrapped cups, uh, you can receive them on this side. Uh, and take them back to your seat and, and receive them that way. We will respond in worship because that is what we do. 
as followers of Jesus, when we receive a testimony and we give thanks, they marched out into the streets uh, singing praises and giving thanks to God. So that is something that we are called to do and have always done. So that is our invitation together. So I can ask you to stand. So we give thanks again. Receiving the invitation to worship him. Heavenly Father God, we come before you acknowledging all of our frailty, acknowledging all of our need for you when there is no app, when there is no technology, when there is no self-sufficiency within us. We turn to you, Lord, and we see your faithfulness. And we come to the table in the recognition that you, Jesus, supply and provide absolutely what we require and what we cannot gain for ourselves by our own strength and by our own will and by our own power. The salvation accomplished only through your body and through your blood. We receive it anew today as we worship you and praise you. In Jesus' name.